NFR Extra is a weekly podcast that focuses on the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo and features icons that embody the rodeo and Western lifestyle. American is the, the greatest country in the whole world, you know, for the, I think for everything, for sports and uh, even for the rodeo or Western world is just unbelievable good and the chance and you see kids having scholarship to you know, get a good education. We get to watch a little bit of NFR. So that's why in Brazil, everybody wants to go fast and they learn how to go fast because they thought everybody here in America just rope top of the shoot and just turn right yeah. back and just trying to go super fast. That's how we do it on a Wednesday. It's kind of, it's hard to me explain. I don't even know how to explain it, but it's just to, you know, where, how, where you remember where you come from, how hard right. it is to just have, to have something, you know, how hard you have to work or just to, yeah. to see something so beautiful. This is Jake Bedler, world champion, right here on NFR Extra. NFR Extra. I am Steve Godert, alongside of my good buddy, Mr. Andy Seiler and Brian Bentley, and World champion Junior Nogata. Junior, what is up, man? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I have one question. That's it. I've got a lot. I've got a lot more. But I'm supposed to be like a 25, 30 minute podcast. Yeah, you have one question. Yeah, we'll get there. One. Okay. One. What does a person do with fifty four (laughs) motorcycles? I know a lot of people ask me that question. Back home, they always just give me some, give them prize and stuff like cars and motorcycles. So we just. One time was a pretty cool story. I had like four of them under my living room. In your living room? Yeah, but we just had them. <laughs> just watching TV. That's true. But that what kind awesome. of motorcycles are they? Are they, they like they, a moped? Is it a Harley? Is no, it a- they're just a small motorcycles. Not a huge ones. Brazil, they have a bunch of motorcycles, though. Like they drive bike all the time out there. So, you know, the traffic on the big towns is, is pretty big. So... They hired us motorcycle guys to just do all the quick jobs. So they just drive fast. It's kind of crazy. Even like Sao Paulo City in those big towns. It's kind of, it's kind of aggravating. Little sketchy, little. Yeah. Oh, just like motorcycles. You just hear them just beep, beep, beep all the time. So mm. it's pretty cool. Brazilian people has motorcycles. So where you grew up, how, how far were you from a big town? Uh, I'm like six hours from Sao Paulo town. But so we are in Sao Paulo state. So we have a, bunch of towns around but the big big towns like i'd say the closest one to be sao paulo so what at what age did you decide okay i at some point in time i've got to make the leap and go up to the u.s man uh growing up i always loved to to play soccer and rope but never not really serious on both you know and uh when i was like 13 years old i really decided to to become a roper and and i never play play soccer anymore so i just that's what i did Probably when I was 20 years old, you know, I, I came over here on a 16, 17, worked for a horse trainer, Robbie Schroeder. He taught me a lot about horses and horsemanship because I kind of, back then I knew how to rope good enough, but we always, my mom always wanted me to just be, be a better horseman. You know, that's all my family wore and, and that's why I, I was 
dream to to work and and be able to ride horses better so i came over here and, and worked for him a little bit went home came back the next year i stayed like four months or three months in the first time come back stay four or five more months so then i went home and started roping a lot and training horses and i didn't come back until 2000 the end of 2013 i was coming to visit but i always i was really looking for opportunity or chance to stay and try to rodeo a little bit because that's always my dream you know i love to, to ride horses and train but i love to just compete and and, and the rodeo world and that's uh, how i met jake barnes i went to arizona guy went to brazil robert reynoso so i met him out there and he lived in arizona i he invited me to come over to the world series finals in vegas so also i really want to watch the nfr so throughout that, another guy stepped in, Scott Tyler, Canadian guy. He, Jake Barn had a school going on that, that week at his house in Arizona. And uh, for Canadians only. And Scott is the one supposed to rope with Robert Reynoso. So they're partner up in at the World Series. Okay, so, so I'm, in I'm, Arizona, you in got Arizona. a Brazilian and a Canadian and the, roping. And a Mexican. <laughs> he's, a, he's American, but he's Mexican, Reynoso. <laughs> So uh, uh, we're roping the whole week at their practicing, and I'm just helping Robert and Scott get ready for the for the World Series finals. And and and, and I was asking, you know, Robert every day, who's the professional guys live around here? He said, well, you know, Derek Begay, Aaron Sandy Jr., Eric Rogers, Garpetska, Caesar, Jake Barnes. I just said, Jake Barnes, you know, my my idol, I love that guy. So I know Jake Barnes a little bit, and I grew up with his oldest son. We used to go to the same school, though. And he called. He called Jake, got his number, called him. Jake said, well, uh, I'm more than welcome to come over here and visit, spend one day, but I'm getting ready to have a school this weekend. So it's just the Canadian school only. So the other, his healer, her had her find out it was a Canadian only school, and he all his friends from Canada was going out there. So he went to the school, too, and one day he took me out there. So uh, I just wanted to help one day in the, on the shoot and get to spend the day with Jake and and uh, the end of that day I got to run some steers with Jake I took a prax horse I video all the all the runs because I really want to just take it home send sure. to Brazil run like five steers that was just the best day in my life you know what was that a little daunting roping with with Barnes oh man that was just for me it was just best thing ever yeah you know I really want to make sure I want to get in the video <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh, I did and uh, it's how uh, that's where everything started out there. So growing up, did you watch a lot of videos from the NFR? Well, I did. Most of them, we have some old tape. My dad has okay. some older older tapes. Now we have YouTube. Have right, everything, right. You know, we can watch and, and those channels. And But uh, we watched a bunch. You know, all the roping schools. Old tape, old roping schools. Jake and Clay, Walt Woodard, Julian Moreno. You know, all those, all those guys. But we get to watch a little bit of NFR. So that's why in Brazil, everybody wants to go fast and they learn how to go fast because they thought everybody here in America just rope top of the shoot and just right, turn right yeah. back and just right. trying to go super fast. That's how we do it on a Wednesday. So, so, <laughs> so that's, why, that's why they just like, they just throw those rope and turn and the heel just throw in a corner. So that's why we, everybody just think, well, the best guys in the world, the Cowboys, they just go fast all the time. So, okay. so that's the right way to do it. So, so before, before <laughs> we can continue on with with you and Jake starting together. Take us back to Brazil and the the biggest differences growing up there and the opportunities as far as cattle horses and all that that you see for kids growing up here in the States. 
Oh man, the American is the for sure the greatest country in the whole world. You know, for the, I think for everything for sports and uh, even for the rodeo or Western world is just unbelievable good and the chance and you see kids having scholarship to you know it's a huge you know get a good education and and be able to do what we have talent to you know just a roping or playing ball or or do something like yeah. that's it that's very important to to raise a kid and give them a chance to through the the talent they have they can get a good education to do something else in life or he's going to be a professional or he's doing playing ball or, or whatever roping but later on to be you know successful uh person in life and uh here's just the whole world the whole world follows the united states you know, just being from Brazil, we don't have that much opportunity out there. We don't have no junior rodeos, no college rodeos. We don't have nothing. Pro rodeos. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We have a bunch. You see bull riding. Bull riding dominate the whole thing. We have a bunch of association bull ridings, and every little town has bull riding rodeos, and they have a little bit of roping. A bunch of ropings, they have jackpots all over. Okay. That's why, you know, now have number systems got better, but we don't have a pro rodeo association. Yeah. They used to have back in the day when my dad was, but wasn't that big. But kind of like fell apart, and nobody continue keep going because it's, it's you know a lot of hard work. And but the the bull riding uh, is the one just dominate everything. That's why you got so many bull ridings out there. And in today, back in Brazil, you can they can make a pretty good living even there. Just riding wow, uh huh, yeah. It's it's they have like two or three different associations. They ride every every week, and uh, and the greater ones want to come over here and come to ride at the PPR. You know, an American. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's that's like um, you know, when the Brazilians kind of started making the scene up here for the bull riding, you know. And Brazil's crazy too because, like, the martial arts. God bless you. Uh, like Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It's like that was a game changer, and all these kids that come out here that you know would dominate because they grew up doing it. Where you got guys that are kind of learning how to do it, and these kids are second, third, fourth generations in bull riding and in jiu-jitsu and in soccer and in that. But the thing is, too, is like you're hungry down there. You know what I mean? Like it's not like you said. You come up here, you're like, oh, you, you've got everything that everything, and you go down there, and it's like I want something different. Yeah, it is true. Like he said, we're uh, hungry. Every chance we get, we're trying to grab it. The whole thing, yeah, because we know how hard it is, and just to have the chance to do it, uh, it's it's huge. That's crazy. You know, it's it's a. Uh, it's 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 a big opportunity and everything. Like I said, you see the bull ridings or or soccer or it's kind of it's hard to me explain. I don't really know how to explain it, but it's just to you know where how where you remember where you come from, how hard it right. is to just have to have something. You know how hard you have to work or just to yeah to see something so beautiful like you know this ready to get to rope here. Like why do you have to do? Like give me a chance. I, I'll I, I don't have nothing to lose. I'll try everything I can to try to get there. Yeah. How bad do you want it too? Yeah, it's it is true. So and that's kind of like it. everything is. There's people that have talent that just don't capitalize off of it. I'm sure you see that too. We're like, hey, this guy could have gone here or that, but you don't want it bad enough. Yeah, it's true, and it's not easy. It's it's pretty it's tough, tough, bad. It's hard and everything. It's all in the not even on the whole rodeo world, but when you move. Talking like as a foreigner, when you move from another country, the first thing the language is still a barrier. You know, yeah. you gotta learn. You gotta learn. Don't like even if you have help, you have to learn. So what do you do? It's just 
learn. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't say. I'm joking. No. But just, <laughs> yeah. I know you say. Oh, that. you did? Yeah. Learning. Yeah. Still learning. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a quick pause and we'll be right back. Looking to rope in some new news and features you can't find anywhere else? Then look no further than the series of blogs and vlogs at nfrexperience.com. You'll find customized content on all things rodeo and Las Vegas. There's the NFR Insider with Susan Canode, Hurley's Hotspots, NFR Experience, Junior World Finals one-on-one with Wrangler contestants, Behind the Shoots, Heart of the NFR, and Gold Buckle Buzz. Every year, rodeo fans make their way to Las Vegas to immerse themselves in the Western lifestyle. For many, their NFR experience includes a trip or two to the Cowboy Channel Cowboy Christmas in search of more. More time with friends. More fashion. More entertainment. More choices. More autograph sessions. More you. And more Vegas. The Cowboy Channel Cowboy Christmas. December 1st through 10th at the Las Vegas Convention Center, South Halls. Open daily from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's all here. Every December, the next generation of rodeo stars makes the trek to Las Vegas to compete in the Yeti Junior World Finals. Watch the competition in nine events as these kids hope to open their presents early. For 10 days, it's all about more cowboys, more cowgirls, more competition, more champions, and more Vegas. Don't miss rodeos next up at the Yeti Junior World Finals. How did you go about learning English, especially as well I'm as you still, speak it? I'm joking. I'm still learning. But uh, um, I always, uh, always want to learn how to speak English to be able to talk to my heroes, you know, yeah. Jake Barnes. And I really, I remember just sitting there and watching tapes and just trying to figure out what they're saying. I remember one time I was a little older and uh, I knew had the NFR going on. They had YouTube coming up. So they put every round winner on YouTube, but not all of them. So all to find out there, which one team opens, NFR, the year champions, and then show up. So then I found a, a deal out there on the internet. They only just, uh, it's like a radio. They had just a radio mm-hmm. like we're doing right here. Yeah. And the guy would just kind of like drive us or just walk us through the whole rodeo. So I would just sit out there put my speakers as loud as I could just to start figuring out what's team rope in time or the names. Jake Barnes, Jake Barnes, I'll try to figure it out and listen to rope. Ta-da, the time, what time? I'm trying to figure it out. Just like, just trying to, to find something you can just watch or hear, or listen from, from you know, to, I was just in love. I was just fascinated about that thing, about roping. That's all I want to do. I was just like, I'll dream of it, just thinking about it, thinking about roping, thinking about one day just get to rope that guy or even just NFR. Yes, I was just, I tried to learn and uh, even I tried to go to the website and uh, just see who's standing, what does that mean? And I'll see the names and numbers and that like, and we don't know when is the cut. No, no, yeah. the, the, the whole technology. Man, that's a huge step. Yeah. People watching rodeos in Brazil sit down right now and know exactly what's going on. Yeah. Know when the season starts, when the season's over, the translating. It's just like it's a big, it's a huge deal for the sport. Yeah. To make everybody better. You know what I'm 100%, saying? 100%. Yeah. That's why I'm saying like the, the, the new kids or the young generation coming, if they really want to, it's, it's a, the information is all out there. Yeah. School, roping school or whatever. You can go translate and watch it. No, are we saying right now? The guy go over there just translate. Yep. 
read everything we're saying. And that's like, I mean, for you to have, you know, it's got to be daunt, like scary to, I'm moving to a country. I don't know the language. I'm doing all that. But how many kids are going to look at you and be like, Junior did it. I can do it. Like I saw, I saw what he did and he went and chased it and got it. I can do it. Yeah. Everything is possible. You know, everything is possible. It's just, uh, you got to have God, you know, God has to put out together, but you got to work really hard. Yeah. Out of him, it wouldn't work either. hundred percent. Uh, my, my whole life. I'm not afraid to say it. Like I tell every time I'm not a, trying to be the big time Christian or, you know what I'm saying? Or, or trying to be arrogant or, but without him, my dream would ne- never, ever sounds like the Cinderella story, my, the, the beginning of the deal. But Jake was done. I get me Jake to those guys, rode with Jake. Jake asked me to stay just to go around there. We go to the first rodeo. I won place in the rodeo, buy my card, go to the next rodeo, place, place, and didn't have a horse. Didn't I had all that's, I'm not trying to just tell the true story. I had the a cowboy hat, pair of spurs. I had $500 in the suitcase I came, when I came into Jake's house. Oh, I had. That's it. That's it. How did roping start for you in general then when you go back to Brazil? How did you get involved in this industry in the first step? Well, uh, I, I'm raised in the, in the Cowboys family. My dad, back in the day, he was like a Ray Cooper back home. So he was like Trevor, the king of Cowboys way back there. And my mom, she's a roper also. And you know, daughter of the cowboy, too. So it's pretty much like you guys, your generation. I'm the I'm the second generation. You no, know, my mom. I'm the third generation from my my mom's family as a cowboy, but not professional ropers. But my my dad was a professional. He became a professional roper, the first man to be breaking records, learn and figure things out. And uh, uh, he met my mom at the roping. My mom was the first woman to become to become a roper back home. So never see a girl rope. So my dad met her, my mom at the rope, and they start dating, got married, had me. But my dad passed away when I was five years old. Oh, man. Yeah. My dad was 36, passed away at the rodeo, rope, and had a heart attack. Are you kidding? You know, wow. that's true. And then my mom, she just stepped up and then super tough woman and loved, loved the rope and then super great call girl too, hard worker and and that's pretty much my, my mom raised me. And I had closest thing to that was my grandpa, you know, tough cowboy, but good friend. Yeah. But there, he was so supportive. You know, he just took me some small rope and we didn't have that much, you know, out there. Even sometimes my, my mom would just kind of like, don't let me go to the, to the rope. And I was doing, I wasn't doing very good in school or something. She want to just let me, don't want to let me go. And, uh, uh, my grandpa just tell her, oh, we're going to go see, check some cattle here and there and there. All I need to put him to work. So he just <laughs> <laughs> Keep you on that straight path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, they put it to work, but he wouldn't, no, he'd take me to the open. take you to the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He'd take it without my mom's permission. Yeah. You know, he was, Cows look good. Cows look good. Yeah, look great. He's going to learn how to <laughs> yeah. buy some cattle. Yeah. So we go, he just like, go to the rope and don't tear him up. Then as soon as we're done out there, people would call my mom and say, oh, Junior did a good job. He won it. And my mom just <laughs> waiting. I was, oh, really, really, really mad. But, uh, but that's why I, I got involved to, to, to the rope and to the whole rodeo. So, and uh, I learned and done pretty much everything I wanted back there when I really decide to be a professional roper. That's what I'm going to do. So I practiced for years and got good, did did good back home. But it's not even 
close was the much opportunity we have out here. And to be better, step up your game, you got to be around the best guys in the world. You know, I know yeah. this and something. And I, my dream before I'll be done uh, with, you know, in my age or be done rodeo riding horses. And I really want to rodeo one time, one year. I want to just feels like, because just like we back home, we only compete on weekends. You know, it's just like we practice the whole week, hang out, house, family. And then we get prepared to go to that rodeo or that open on weekends. So start, you know, on, on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then we come home again. It's just very easy schedule. That's why everybody Brazilian just like we kind of lay back a little. We're just kind of a little lazy, just like more family and hang yeah, out with friends because right. they do have time. So I hear it's I heard the stories. I had a friend of mine come over here to Brazilian guys, Lincoln, Jose. They rode you like for two, three years. And he now he lives back in Brazil and he tells us the stories, drive all night and this and that. All the stories happen. We know how to catch an airplane to go to the next rodeo and send to rigs. Uh, just like, I was just like, how is that possible? You know, how is that can't happen? It's just like, no way. And how many rodeos you guys can go? Oh, average 75 rodeos. I just like, the guy go 10 rodeos a year. Right, Talking right. Talking about we can go to 75 rodeos on the regular season and it's like it's no way i wanna i wanna have that ex experience i want to try to you know just be there one time one day and uh, then we started man uh, with, with jake give him the chance and uh he was done too jake didn't have nothing he was just doing roping schools and and we start from nothing and that's just like crazy story. I didn't have money. Start winning a little bit. Buy one horse. The horse went crippled. So mm -hmm. I know right before we go, I won the Hork Dog. Big roping. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And here in Las Vegas. Yeah. That was huge before yeah. California. I was just about to be done. Like, I'm going to go home. Not roping good. Super tough. Tired. Didn't know how to speak English. And Jake was doing everything. Just being my dad. And But we're, even with him, I could even just talk to talk him. Talk to understand him. Understand oh, him. You know, it's gosh. Like, it's just like... And I was living with him at work and trying to do everything and just like you, you start I'm start getting like beat up, tired, sad, upset. And uh I won a hard dog roping. It was just like me and Tom Richards back then. That and that's a knife fight. I I mean that, I, that, that is that a back then, really tough roping. Unbelievable. It was just like here in Vegas, it was unbelievable. And payout was really good and and I, I won that. That was just like couldn't believe it, you know. I watched the DVD back home before I come over here so many times. And uh, we won that rope. And so we'll, we'll get going. So before the summer, that summer, I had to change my visa. And uh, I didn't have my social or, or tax ID to pay tax. And then uh, for some reason, they didn't give my card. They kept me as a permit. I don't know why. You know, even Jake has to call out there. I, I, and I know, I understand. There's a lot of stuff going on back then. So I didn't have... Jake had... 11,000 more than I did. They didn't count my money. So 11,000 is a big difference to sure. make the NFR. Sure. So we're about to go to summertime. I didn't have no horse. Just had a little bit of money. And Jake just freaking out. You know, he has everything lined out. Truck and trailer and horse. So what are you going to ride? I, say, I don't know, man. I'm just thinking about to go home. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just about to be over this. So sad. 75 rodeos is sick. a lot. I'm, gonna go I'm just crying and just had no help, no nothing. And uh, <laughs> and then uh, one one day out there, we just uh, I was helping Jake practice. I didn't have a horse. The horse I bought, he was crippled. 
So I said, what are we going to do, man? I said, I don't know, man. If God wants me to go, something to find out. So he's just calling around. And one of his neighbor called him, horse trader guy. Bunch of horses, straight horses around, train some. And Jake said, come on, man, look at this. I watched the video. Man, I like the little horse, you know? And I said, that's the price you like. They price them like for 7000 or something like that. I said, perfect. Let's go try them. <laughs> <laughs> Jake just like, oh, my gosh. So we went to try the horse. Man, I did. The horse were good. Like, Jake just shake his head to say, something wrong with this horse. You know? Yeah. What's wrong with this horse? Asked the guy, because I didn't know how to speak English. Nothing. He said, well, got to be kind of cowboy to ride him. So make sure we're up in my buck, this and that. So we had, we were in it and four rodeos that weekend. So Jake said, can we try the horse? Said, oh, yeah, for sure. Take him. So I took the horse. We placed in three rodeos. I pretty much won, won the money, you know, to pay him. But I offered him 6000 So <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a full of Brazilian that's a, that's a, Yeah, that's a universal a language. Dollar, man. Yeah. Can't go to four more rodeos. <laughs> yeah. so, so I bought a horse. And that's what I rode him the whole, pretty much the whole summer. Wow. I call him a fireball. Name a Gino fireball. So I rode him a little short tail. He wants to buck a little bit, but. But you gotta go just, to him. Yep, just go to him. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and uh, that's why we went. And that whole the whole summer rode him to BFI everywhere. So that's, so now you fast forward. You won an all around world title, which was probably a surprise. Uh, but you guys are the the reigning world champs. With you have two kids now, correct? Two. So how how has that changed your travel plans moving forward? It's changed a lot when you have family, you know, get married and have kids. It's just, uh, I don't know, something just changed. You know, you just don't think about yourself anymore that much. Always, all you do is just thinking about them. You know, uh, just uh, when I leave, shoot, like we're traveling so much, I'm just like, miss my family. My little girl, she's just really close to me. And mm-hmm. she she cries. They want me to leave. And sometimes, oh my gosh, face, FaceTime. Yeah, she yeah, just, yeah. you know, but she loves, she's a little, little bitty call girl. And, but I, I want to take them. I'm gonna take them with me, and uh, especially we had a really good, good winner. We 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 done really good. So I'm probably just gonna. We don't have to go crazy, but I'm I'm gonna get going. I just get in a better trailer, get somebody to you know, help us drive, and just take everybody. I think the family needs to stay together. You know, right? Absolutely. The rodeo is really hard. I don't agree to take them the whole time because it's really hard on them in the trailer too, especially on babies. But I think the yeah, they'll together. be fine. Yeah, they, yeah, for yeah. Sure, for sure. <laughs> they have AC and everything. Yeah. Just spoil those kids. They put it back. With put the one of those yeah. fifty-four motorcycles on top. <laughs> yeah. You'll be just fine. One more thing I, I wanted to touch on because I, I've always wanted to ask you this question and I've never been able to. But your style is unlike anyone else's. Okay, you you can throw under the neck, you can throw over the neck. There, there's so many things that you do that aren't supposed to happen, but you make them happen. Caleb told us about you dropping two coils at San Angelo. I, I mean, there, no one else can do that, Junior. Where, where does that come from? Man, I don't know. Uh, that's just probably the way we learned how to rope back home, probably. You know, the cattle is a big difference from there to here. But uh play with my rope the whole time you know what i'm saying and uh, i just uh i'm learning how to use my horse better change my style being more professional but 
one of those kids i just learned how to rope no matter you know i need to catch your feet that's my my goal so if you're showing a horse yeah ride position make your horse look beautiful but when i was just go to straight to rope i was just kind of like attack the steer you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so you could see look like a blue healer man Target loose, just like wait <laughs> that is <laughs> but a it's great just line. like it just i was just looking for the shot yeah. no matter what happened i was just like looking for the steer like crazy yeah. and i forget about everything you know and that's the same thing i just the way i learned and i have to just kind of hold myself back even like in a high pressure situation and we go really fast sometimes i just I just go to the steer yeah. before the steer ready, you know. What I'm Getting saying? that spot. I just, I was, I was learning, taught, and trained. Yeah. You just go get it. No matter what happened, you oh. got to get it. Okay. That's awesome. Well, if you go to a rodeo and I call you the blue healer, I don't want you to <laughs> yeah. take offense to it. <laughs> the blue healer, only Jake would know that. Come like a blue healer, man. Turn you loose and never come back. Snagging <laughs> 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 and dragging, son. That's good. That's yeah, good. here comes the blue healer. Oh. <laughs> That is cool, man. Well, how how emotional was it for you to be able to help Caleb get that first world title? Man, that's a saying that was on the last one. We I knew I would I had one probably. And uh I talked, I'd done some research before the, the last round, kinda to see you no know, a lot of stuff can happen the last sure. last round. Sure. Like we should have won this thing so many times and one guy need to catch and that guy miss and then the other need just place here he plays a little bit low and it's just um, not because we had the bad in their fires but we always had good in their fires and rope good through the year like i came in the last year was a, uh, my fifth one coming in number one scissor leader five times it was just like it's it's huge and caleb done a couple of times too so through through the year that's just different setups and and being that close to win it four times came came in number one going home number two mm. in a row mm. that's that, that, that hurts. not even number yeah. 10 it's no. just like yeah. that coming in number one by 10,000 to 7,000 50,000 yeah. going home number two that's just like that that hurts you to get everything going again I think that's what maybe one of the reasons like after we done it we had we never had a good winner it's like I think probably that's one the fact we never done per that winner had a good winner done good on the winner but on the last year i knew i remember we, we talked some some friends say we, if that happened or that happened you guys you need to catch that steer by two feet so caleb can win it yeah. <laughs> no pressure that's no pressure it's all good it's a, if you roll if you miss him you just you win by yourself yeah good. <laughs> i said should rope him by front feet and pull back say oh want it yeah <laughs> but no but he probably had one but i remember she saying clean run so he went for the clean run too he just went all the way out there and and rope him he did a good job but i didn't like the steer we had at all like on the last one i yeah. just the first day it's like some stuff like some steer you just run doesn't matter but when you see one i say man i like that one and when you like i watch that steer go i said man that steer should be extra and they put him in there so okay Tense round, stronger pin. Everybody, the other guys had some good ones. And uh, I said, uh, What do we had? And I said, Oh, we don't know. I said, Who had this one? We had this one. I said, No, keep going down. So we had that black one. I said, Which one? Had two black ones. I picked the other one. I said, No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you had the one you guys don't like. <laughs> perfect, perfect. But everything worked out great. 
end up catching two feet and he won it and this that was good for you know for the for the team too and for him he's been working so hard toward his goal and for years too and to be able to get through it, it's it's pretty special yeah well you guys are so fun to watch and we look forward to seeing more of it and seeing you guys back here at the nfr 2022 next, next year that's, that's right that's the plan we'll be that's here right. next year well congratulations junior and thank you for joining us on nfr extra thank you i'm working my english and be better next year <laughs> <laughs> you're doing fine <laughs> good luck this summer my friend <laughs> thank you guys want to experience more of the nfr then visit nfrexperience.com and we invite you to subscribe to nfr extra on apple podcast spotify iHeartRadio, and wherever you're listening right now if you like what you've heard on nfr extra we would love it if you gave us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe 